Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Blake Topmeyer is the SEC columnist for the USA Today Sports Network. His podcast, SEC Football Unfiltered, available each and every week on Twitter at BTopmeyer. Blake, what's Nick Saban complaining about today? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised by these recent Saban remarks to Sports Illustrated about uh, the three rival assignments for Alabama that uh, are not are not finalized yet. Have not been voted on and approved. But the the rivals that we've we've known were coming for a long time now. I mean, Alabama's rivals in this three six model we've talked about for so long always seemed like they would obviously be Auburn, LSU, and Tennessee. Um, in this recent piece with Sports Illustrated, Saban is is bemoaning those assignments. Um, I guess he thinks Alabama has it disproportionately difficult. Uh, I think there's going to be other teams that have difficult rivalry assignments. And as we've talked before, I really think it's important that we look at these things as a total nine-game conference schedule and not become so hung up on who your three rivalry opponents are and, and evaluate it more on are these schedules, one team's nine-game conference schedule versus another, all nine games, not just the three rivals, but all nine games, are they fairly equitable? And I think in most years they will be. Yeah, I mean, the the biggest disparity is what you're going to get one year, you'll get four home games, and the next year you'll get five. Yeah, and, and that'll be the same for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the biggest disparity here is, you know, instead of playing Tennessee every year, uh, I guess Nick Saban, I mean, he didn't say this, but if, if he wants it to be a little easier on Alabama, I guess Saban wants to play Mississippi State every year rather than Tennessee. But That's I mean, a is, is that really Mark? I don't know if you know this. They're only what Blake? What seventy-five miles apart? I think it's ninety. Yeah, yeah. something like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's a historic you know, rivalry, Mark. <laughs> they played a bunch, but and, and and Saban didn't mention Mississippi State, but he but he clearly thinks in this piece with Sports Illustrated at least that he, he thinks these these draws are are too tough or Alabama's draws is too tough. Well, it's like, I mean, Auburn has to play Alabama and Georgia almost certainly, right? Those are going to be two of Auburn's three rivals. So 
uh, okay, so you give LSU and Auburn and you swap uh, Tennessee out and you go from playing Tennessee every year to playing them every other year and then playing Mississippi State every year. Is that really going to make much of a difference? I, I really don't think it is. Yeah, I'd also say, I'd also say tough ass. We had to sit here with this East-West format for so long because Alabama refused to give up the Tennessee game. Yeah, and and and, in, and Auburn was the one that uh, got the shortest end of the stick, I think, on on that deal and happened. Well, from the West, who's going to anyway, get the easiest from the West. rivals? Is it Missouri? Like who gets I think it's the probably easiest? Missouri and Vanderbilt. Like, like who's Missouri's rivals? Technically, I mean well, Missouri's may... almost certainly going to get Oklahoma. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're going to get Arkansas, and then Texas? I would bet they get. Uh, no, I, I think they'll get Vanderbilt. I think they'll get Vanderbilt. Because Vanderbilt needs an extra one. Because Vanderbilt's going to get yeah. Tennessee. Vanderbilt will get who else? Florida? I think Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt. No, Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt gets get Auburn. Oh, you don't think they're going to get Vanderbilt's going to get Auburn. I think Vanderbilt's going to get Auburn to throw Auburn a bone for having to play Alabama and Georgia, the, mm, the two, okay. two of the best Wait, programs in the sport. You think they're going to break up the historic yearly Ole Miss-Vandy game? <laughs> yeah, I actually had a fan email me about that, and one of the models I put forward is, how did I, how did I, they, they said this seriously, they said, how did I ignore Ole Miss Vanderbilt? I thought, boy, of all the rivalry slights here, I didn't think Who's uh, Texas getting? Vanderbilt. Texas will get Oklahoma, A&M, and who else? Arkansas. Ah, yeah. That's yeah Arkansas t- that's, really that's, wants Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that works. That Wait, what, what are they doing? I thought Ole Miss was going to be Mississippi State, LSU, and Vandy. What are they going to do now? I assume it'll still be LSU, Mississippi State, and then who will the third be? Arkansas. Yeah, okay. I think, I, I think Arkansas, Arkansas is going to be paired with Texas. And, again, nothing's, nothing's been finalized. Nothing's been put forward. But based on my best assessment, Arkansas is going to get uh, Texas. They're going to get Missouri. And they're going to get Ole Miss. And I think Ole Miss gets Mississippi State, LSU, and Arkansas. I mean, I, you know, are there better assignments for that third spot for Arkansas and Ole Miss? There probably are. I, I think each school could make some claims that there probably are. But, you know, we've talked about this before. As you fit all the puzzle pieces together, you have to make a little bit of concession, especially when you get to the third rival for each team. You know, you try to preserve some of those top couple rivalries for each team, and, and you, you, you make a concession on that third line. And I, I really don't think – you know, Ole Miss and Arkansas, I think, is a fine assignment for, for the third assignment for each team. Yeah, it's always a fun game. It usually gets pretty drunk. Yeah. I mean, I guess this year is a blowout. But uh, the other question yeah, – they've, they've had some good games. Yeah, they've, they've usually played drunken football games. All right, speaking of the state of Texas, what do you make of the vultures that are the, the Big 12 right now, just circling and waiting for those dead carcasses in the Pac-12? Yeah, I'm not sure if, if uh, they'll be able to swoop down and, and gobble them up, but uh, – I mean, I think they're. If a domino falls and it starts to unravel, and I don't know that the Big Twelve could be the one to make the first domino fall. But if if another domino falls and it looks like the, the Pac-12 is is going to cease to exist, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the Big Twelve is is well positioned to to grab the Arizona Arizona State. Uh, Colorado, and what would the fourth be? Utah? Utah. That's right? been the four. The, what do they call them? The corner schools? Four, four corners. Yeah. 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 And so for Colorado, it would be a return home. I think, you know, for Arizona, Arizona State, it would make some sense for a, a South and Southwestern leaning conference. 
um, to nab them. All of a sudden, if you're West Virginia, you're thinking, my gosh, like what, <laughs> what are we doing in this Southwestern conference? But I do think for the, the big 12s identity, it, it would, it would make sense. I mean, I don't know though. I don't know if, if the big 12 has the clout to make the, the Jenga tower topple out, out West. Well, to me, it's uh, all about, it's all about does. what does this TV deal look like? Like, do they get something that is comparable to the big 12? Is it completely underwhelming to the Big 12? Is it all streaming and no, you know, it sounds like the only like non-streaming option they have right now is ESPN is willing to re-sign the Pac-12, but my gut tells me the fact that it's not signed yet is because they're not offering them the same amount as they, you know, as the Big 12's getting. Yeah, and does the Big, and does ESPN want all of it or do they really just want Pac-12 after dark? I mean, I I don't see ESPN having much use uh, for Pac-12 games that, at noon and three thirty, I mean, they're they're going to have plenty yeah. of plenty of good games from their other deals. You know, whether that be the SEC, the ACC, uh, the Big Twelve, or otherwise, um, to fill those slots. So I think the ES, ESPN's um, interest is mostly in that that Pac twelve after dark spot. So unless you're going to have all of your teams start kicking off their games at at ten o'clock Eastern time, I think I think ESPN is only going to be interested in a partial piece of the Pac twelve package, and and probably for for pennies on the dollar, um, which I think still leaves you uh, putting putting some of your earlier in the day games possibly on a streaming only platform. Which for a conference that struggled for visibility, you know, for a long time now, I, I think moving to a streaming only platform for not a chunk right of your football games it's it's not it's not great. Um, but, I mean, isn't but, there also the argument, at least, like, if you put it on Apple or Amazon or even ESPN+, Plus, it's easier for me for me to watch that than it is to watch the Pac-12 network. Well, that's true. But I think, you know, I think folks in the industry would tell you the decision they made with the Pac-12 network was kind of a disaster and uh, probably one of the reasons why Larry Scott doesn't have a job right now. So I don't. Uh, just just clearing the the hurdle of doing something better than the Pac-12 network, I think it's it's kind of a low bar because that sort of blew up in their face. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's easier to find than that, particularly if if you're living somewhere outside the West Coast. But you know, you guys know this. Like, there is still a huge chunk of the population that either a doesn't know how to work streaming, or b even if they do, like we kind of all reach a saturation points in our budget, right? Like, you know, h- how many of us have room for Apple TV plus ESPN plus plus Hulu and Netflix and all this other stuff? You know, it's like you, know, you kind of reach a saturation point, and um, I'm not sure if Pac-12 football is enough to spur the, the, the folks, um, you know, west of, of Oregon uh, to make the jump for Apple TV, if, if you don't already have it, I, I just I don't know if that's going to push you over the edge. I do think they're going to really deal with an exposure problem. Um, you know, the NFL didn't have to worry about that when it, it, the NFL encountered some of its own issues with Amazon Prime, but the NFL does not suffer for an exposure problem, and their their product um, is is so uh, desirable and people people want it that. You know, I think there were folks that had no idea how to work streaming that figured out how to how to do this Amazon Prime thing. I don't think Pac-12 football, it's not in that category. I don't know that it's going to spur people to action to say, hey, I got to get Apple Plus so I can watch, um, you know, Oregon State play uh, the Sun Devils in an afternoon game. Well, Blake, you're also forgetting 
what the commish, Roger Goodell, said. Part of the reason why they're going to YouTube TV was to educate the masses of how to watch streaming. It has nothing to do with the fact that Apple said they were going to slash the price and YouTube agreed not to slash the price. It was all to help the entire United States of America world over learn how to watch streaming. This is what good stewards of football do. That's what the commish does for us. Yeah, very, very educational, I'm, I'm sure. But um, but no, truly, I, I think back to a big orange caravan event, a Tennessee caravan event last year. Um, there, there was a woman in the audience, let's call her of retirement age, okay. who asked a Tennessee administrator, why are there not more SEC softball and baseball games on TV? Love to watch them on TV. Would watch all of them if I could. How do we get more of those games on TV? And this administrator, um, in what I thought was kind of a dismissive and tone-deaf response, said, well, all of the games are available on, on TV. You just have to, to know how to work streaming. And I think, you know, this, this, this woman in the audience that went completely over her head and she thought, what on earth are you talking about? No, they're not all on my TV. I have a TV package. I got the SEC network, and I can watch them once every two weeks. Um, this sounds like, this sounds like I, a woman that still gets TV, God. <laughs> but there are, but there are more people out there that are in that camp than I think. I mean, we've seen like the streaming wars, right? Like I think everybody thought, ah, oh, this cord cutter thing, like it's going to be all streaming all the time. And, uh, you know, with, I, I think a lot of people thought it would be now, you know, like all the cords would be, would be cut. I mean, you know, you guys, you still go into sports I don't, bars, I st- I don't, don't like, I don't like watching games on streaming. Like there's, there's I can't, too much risk I can't, for lag. Like the, I can't the buffering. Stand it. Like it doesn't happen every game I watch, but it happens like in one every five I watch I on mean, streaming. This isn't like, a problem. This is me off. This isn't a problem for Mark, but it is a problem for a lot of heroes out there. It makes live betting not as fun because you're usually three plays behind, two plays behind, and so it makes live betting much more difficult. But the thing that I think is interesting about all of this, I think particularly with like Arizona State, I think Utah would fall into this category. Colorado's in this, we kind of want to be better, but I sense with Arizona State in particular, they are very frustrated with a lot of the Pac-12 that doesn't care about sports like they do. Mm -hmm. And to me, it seems like a divorce is just inevitable. Well, and and I I think if you're at Washington and Oregon, you're probably very frustrated as well. And that's why I said, like, I don't know if the Big 12 quite has the power to topple the Jenga tower out there. But if, if in some way Washington or Oregon were offered a lifeline in the big 10, I mean, they'd, they'd be absolutely foolish to reject it. Well, I mean, I you saw the reports this would. week that they're basically going to be willing to pay their way in. Yeah. I, I, I would have to imagine that they very, very eagerly would, would like that lifeline. Um, and, 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 and to the big 10's, um, I guess, appeal, it would give them a little more, it would firm up their Western front in addition to the two LA schools um, that they've added, you know, and, and if Oregon and Washington are gone, I think your conference is gone. So I don't know that the, that the big 12 can topple this thing. I think the big 10 certainly can deliver the death blow to the pack. I just think the I big think 10 it, still it, got to hire a commissioner first before they make a well, move. And that might be, yeah, maybe that's the, the saving grace here for the pack 12 is they've, they've got the, uh, They've got the benefit of a of a vacant uh, spot there, uh, and yeah. I'm curious, Blake. What did you make of the crankiness we heard from Florida State this week 
over you know they they it seems like they do this once a decade but at the same time you know and it doesn't feel like they can leave the ACC them Clemson Miami all these football schools that feel like they mm-hmm. should be getting more money and they they're they're going to be left behind once these new SEC and Big 10 deals kick in and the ACC's still with its you know long-term deal but it doesn't feel like they can get out of the deal um, what did you make of what Florida State did at that board meeting, kind of basically, you know, making it publicly known, hey, we are not happy with the way things are going in the ACC? Right, right. It kind of reminds me of uh, whenever you uh, uh, go into your, your boss's office and say, hey, Gaffer, I'm, I'm not real happy with the thing, way things are going. We need, to, we need to do X, Y, and Z. And boss man says, uh, I'm not going to do any of that for you. Uh, if you don't like it, go get another job. And, oh, by the way, I know you can't find one. So go back and do your job. That to me is what this stinks of like Florida state can't go anywhere. You, you just hit it there. I, I think if, if schools could get out of this grant of rights deal uh, with the ACC, some of them probably already would have done so, but they're, they're locked up in a bad grant of rights deal. So they can go into the boss's office and say, Hey, I need a raise. I need a bigger, a bigger percentage of the, of the pie here that the conference is getting, but I don't see where, where they really have a leg to stand on. Um, because what's their alternative? They can't really leave, uh, so they can grumble. But I don't think the other schools in the conference are going to go for that. I don't see why they should go for that. Uh, and I don't really see how a school like Florida State can, can force them to go for that. They, they're, they're stuck in a, a, a bad deal, you know, the ACC is. But to me, they're kind of all in it together at this point. And I, I don't really see what someone like Florida State can do to, to squeeze more um, out of its conference membership, they're getting what they're getting, and I don't see why the ACC would give them a bigger slice of pie. I guess this is the question, though, for me. It's when you, even if you intellectually know, all right, in ten years, this gap it's going to be five hundred million dollars per school, but you're not there yet, and you're not feeling mm-hmm. it in your wallet yet. I am curious if we get a couple years down the line. And all these schools, you know, that were saying, you know, hey, we're fine with the ACC deal. I do wonder if they start to question it, too. Well, but here's the other thing, guys, is like these media rights deals conceivably, conceivably um, are not pumping up your, your NIL funding pockets. Right. I mean, if you're stuck with a bad media rights deal, to me. You have to pour all of your efforts into your NIL collective uh, because these media rights deals aren't going to the players, right? They're not going to the players. They're not supposed to be uh, with the way the rules are set up now. They're not supposed to be going into the players' pockets by way of compensation, by way of direct compensation. Uh, so to me, I would want to become an NIL juggernaut because if you are an NIL juggernaut and can pay athletes the best and, and, and the athletes know, hey, school X, they pay the best. We're, we're going to get the best deal playing for them. Uh, I'd rather be that school than the one that, uh, you know, is getting the best distribution. Now, I think in a lot of cases it's going to be overlap, right? The ones with the, sure. the NIL powerhouses are going to be the ones getting the best conference distributions. Uh, but if I was really upset with my conference distribution, I, I think it's uh, in my media rights deal. I think that's fine. I, th- I think you should be frustrated and wonder how did how did we get ourselves into this place and is there any way out of this deal? Um, but I'd also be fighting that on the other front of saying how do we build the most 
most robust NIL collective out there because the NCAA, you know, so far has done nothing really of substance. Um, I don't know that they can do anything to put this this NIL. Blake, they uh, sent a strongly worded they sent a strongly worded memo this yeah. week. Yeah, so they're great at sending those strongly mm-hmm. word, worded memos. You look up saber rattling uh, in the dictionary, and there's a logo of the NCAA there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there, there's there's not much more that's come from it than, than please, the saber rattling. So, please don't sue us. Yeah, I think that's what you got to do, right? Like, <laughs> until you can use these media rights distributions to start paying the athletes to where, um, you know, maybe that day's coming, but it's not here yet. So even in these media rights mega deals, the schools can't directly uh, put that money into athletes' pockets in the form of wages. I think you got to fight it on the NIL front if, if you're stuck in the, the ACC right now with a subpar media rights deal um, and, and try to make yourself the destination of we are NIL, you. We pay top dollar for top talent. Blake, we appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Blake. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. That was Blake Topmeyer. He's the SEC columnist for the USA Today Sports Network. You can read his work here in Memphis in the commercial appeal. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.